Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Sue Omenson. In this episode, we are focusing on one of several ways that the Park District helps connect people who want to give with those who are in need. The issue we'll discuss is hunger in our community and how we can help. Our first guest is Jan Grykus, a master gardener at the Ron Ori Community Garden Plots, who helps grow vegetables to supply our local food pantry, loaves and fishes. We will continue the conversation with two other guests, Nancy Wearsome, Vice President of Advancement for Loaves and Fishes Community Services, and Brad Wilson, Director of Recreation for the Naperville Park District. So Jan, how long have you been gardening at the Garden Plots? I've just completed my eighth year as a master gardener and my eighth year at the Garden Plots. So um, would you please explain what a master gardener is and what motivated you to become one? The Master Gardener Program is an educational volunteer program offered by the University of Illinois Extension. It's designed to increase the availability of university-based horticulture information to local communities and individuals trained uh, through trained volunteers. Well, I know the Garden Plots really benefits from having Master Gardeners there. Our, our staff really appreciates the way you can just be on hand for uh, questions and and you show other gardeners how, how to do things um, just through your volunteer hours. So we really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Our mission is helping others learn to grow. And whenever we are there, we welcome questions from fellow gardeners. Well, that's, that's something that um, I know people look forward to um, when they, especially when they first start. Um, and I, I've seen that when I've toured the garden plots, there's an area called the Giving Garden. And it used to be called Plant a Row, but um, it has the same idea of growing vegetables for donation. Um, how did you become involved with that Giving Garden? Well, the Giving Garden is a master gardener project, and all of the produce we grow goes to loaves and fishes. Ron Ori was my mentor in the master gardener program, and he started the project in 2011. So I worked with him the first year as part of my required hours, and I have been a co-leader ever since. I love being outside, working with the plants, and watching them grow. Well, it's so rewarding. Um, I'm sure you keep some of the vegetables, right? No, we no. don't really keep anything. Everything oh, that we grow, everything? everything we grow goes to the food wow. pantry. We may snack when we're out there, but <laughs> I feel that we should um, feed, nourish the gardeners that are growing. But uh, no, everything goes to the food pantry. I see. So, so do you have another plot at the garden plots that we you have four garden plots uh, at the plots, all considered the master gardener project. Okay. I guess that's what I meant, that you have other plots that you grow for other purposes um, besides the giving garden? Mm, no. I know other people have personal plots out right. there, and actually my co-leader does have a personal plot out there himself, but uh, okay. I do not. But you are f con are just mainly focused on, on the giving garden. Uh, yes, I am. Wow, yes. and I'm sure that takes a lot of attention. It takes about 200 hours a year to be out there oh because my. we are there three mornings a week, So, and I'm generally there every day that, that the uh, official hours are there. That's oh, that's wonderful. I mean, that's a lot of time, and it looks beautiful from the time that I've been out there. Um, how do you decide uh, what to plant at the Giving Garden? 
Well, tomatoes and peppers are a given. Everybody loves those, but we do all kinds of vegetables and herbs. A lot of what we grow is started by my co-leader as indoor seeds and me by winter sowing. And it's also an educational garden, so we try each year to grow something different like yard-long beans or climbing spinach, ground cherries, a variety of squash plants. We also grow flowers like alyssum, zinnias, and cosmos for the pollinators because without the pollinators, there would be no garden. And we also take bouquets to the food pantry. I think they nourish the soul. Oh, definitely. How often do you harvest the garden and bring that produce to the local food pantries? Well, we start usually in June. Lettuce seems to be our first crop. This year, our first day, we brought 30 pounds of lettuce over to Lowe's and Fishes. That was uh, very nice. And um, so we start every day that we're there. We harvest our own garden plots and We also take over whatever is donated in the donation stand. So three days a week, we are taking fresh-picked vegetables over to loaves and fishes. Oh, they must really appreciate that. So you have a regular schedule when they know you're you're coming with the the produce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what other food donations go on? You mentioned that there's a a donation collection station. Well, the donation stand is uh, next to our plots there, and the Park District has been very generous in building that stand and developing the sign that asks other gardeners to donate vegetables from their plots as well. Whenever we see produce in the stand, we add it to our own harvest and bring it over to Lowe's and Fishes. Oh, wonderful. So that's a wonderful thing to see other gardeners sharing their bounty as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, has Loaves and Fishes said anything about um, what's most popular as far as uh, the different Not vegetables? to me they haven't, so uh, it would be interesting to find yeah. out if they would prefer certain kinds of things, but I believe that their clientele is a mix of people who like a wide variety of uh, vegetables. Mm-hmm. I'm told that whenever we bring anything in that might be a little bit different, not the normal, that someone there always seems to know what it is. Oh, that's fun. And what to do with it. <laughs> that's the most important part. Yes, that's that's true. And, and you said that some of the vegetables you grow are for educational purposes. Is that just to expand the gardener's um, knowledge it's, of, to, or for f- just to learn how these different vegetables can be used? It's to learn a lot how the vegetables grow in this area. Oh, we sure. uh, are not terribly successful with broccoli for some strange hmm. reason. And celery, but I understand that celery really needs consistent temperatures. And mm. in our area, when one week is in the 40s and the <laughs> next week in the 80s, and then back to the 40s, yeah, that's consistent a <laughs> temperature is not anything that we can offer them. So, But it's interesting still to grow it and just see how well it does here. Hmm. I guess that's part of being a master gardener with the university. It is. It's learning, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to take continuing ed classes, so I'm always learning something new, and just being in the garden is a learning experience. So. I'm sure we've had some really challenging seasons in the past few years. We have. What the weather has been really challenging. In the drought year, you can always water uh, because that's something you can do proactively. But when it rains too Mm. much, then certain vegetables don't like all that rain. And they... We have to learn how to deal with that. But also, uh, it's good for some other plants. So it's still a learning process on what grows well in certain circumstances, and um, and then how to adjust for it. Isn't the sun also a factor when, when it's cloudy too many days? Does that affect some of the vegetables, like tomatoes? Uh, it does. Uh, 
tomatoes have a whole array of things that affect them between uh, sunlight and wind and um, temperature. Uh, tomatoes don't turn red if the temperature is over 88 degrees. Oh, I didn't know that. So oh. they get yellow shoulders, and that will never change. And Oh, just from one period of Just of from heat. a period of heat. Mm. They also get blossom and rot because of inconsistent watering. So if you get three inches of rain in one week, it's mm. kind of hard to even that out. So everything is a challenge out there. And pe- like you said, people love tomatoes. That and people love tomatoes, yeah. So we try to grow different things, too. Um, the herbs do pretty well out there, and uh, we like to take those over, cilantro and parsley and basil. Mm. Smell really good. Oh, so yeah. we tie them up in cute little bouquets and take them to oh, that's rose so and fishes nice. as well. That is so nice. Um, so over the years, uh, what what has been the impact of the Giving Gardens um, to help people in our community? Well, I went over the records this morning and discovered that in the eight years the Giving Garden has been in operation, we have provided 22,637 pounds of fresh-picked produce to help people in our community. That includes an average of about 900 pounds of produce picked on Gleaning Day. Could you tell me a little bit about that Gleaning Day? Gleaning Day was started in 2011 uh, between Ron Ori and Logan Wasson. They came up with the idea of rescuing everything that is left behind after the last day of the garden plots. Once they are closed for the season, a group of volunteers goes out the following day to glean whatever is left over in the plots that's still usable. Um, It's interesting to me what is harvested each year. One year was an amazing array of Brussels sprouts. Last year was a bounty of Swiss chard and kale, and this year we gleaned an impressive number of carrots. So that amounts to about 900 pounds on that one day of of salvageable, again, fresh-picked produce that goes over to Lowe's and Fishes. In fact, they give us carts, and they send a truck to come and pick it all up. So we are very happy to be connected with Lowe's and Fishes. I I think that when Nancy's... uh, talking about loaves and fishes, the idea of nutrition is so important. And the more we learn, like we don't know how many vitamins are in all these foods. Well, we have to think that we have a better load of vitamins in our food because we are growing it locally. We mm-hmm. are growing it organically as well. Oh, are you? And, oh. Um, and, I th- and it's close and it's harvested the three days a week. So I think that ups the nutrition value. Oh, yes, for sure. Well, thanks so much for being a guest on our podcast, Jan, and for giving us insight into how we can get fresh local produce to those who need it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to talk about the project. Thank you for listening. Be sure to submit your comments, suggestions, and questions for our mailbag segment through our website at naprovilleparks.org forward slash podcasts. Additional information on Naperville Park District programs and services can be found at naprovilleparks.org. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide recreation and park experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.